Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Jim Was Cancelled, a Buffy podcast. I am Jess. And I am Stosh. And I'm Rain. And today we're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season three, episode 14, Bad Girls. Ooh. Bad girls. Bad girls, bad girls. What you gonna do? <laughs> Not exactly. Before we get started, Stosh, do you have any clarifications or corrections you'd like to make? I do. Helpless was the episode Dean was on, right? Yes. In that episode, we talked about the idea of yelling fire Uh is better than yelling help. Yeah. And I read like a few studies on that since then, just to like keep information I'm putting out there accurate. Yeah. And like that like seems to be true in some studies, but a couple studies I found say that the best thing to do is yell something along the lines of help. I don't know you. Implying that you don't know the person who's assaulting you, because I guess apparently people are more likely to help if, or are less likely to help if they think you just know the person who's assaulting you, which is wild, but a sad truth. It is a sad truth. I think the issue... I'm just trying to state facts. I'm not trying to throw opinions out. I just, I read some studies. I think the reason why it's more likely if you yell, like, I don't know you, or my my brain would go straight to who are you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it might have been who are you in the study. Yeah, but the reason I think it makes more sense is because, like, there are couples that like things a little bit more aggressive, like, or people that like things a little bit more aggressive mm-hmm. than other people. And so I think it's easy to be like, oh, that's not my business or whatever. But I do think that it still I, would be good for someone to come up and be like, are you good? You know, yeah. but I don't think the occasional person hears help rape and thinks, oh, they're probably into it. Well, no, I Which think is, if you hear but, yeah, help rape, that's different than like. Well, if someone's just yelling help, yeah. you don't think, oh, they probably planned this. They're just kinky. But that, that the, is very fair. <laughs> um, I guess I'm thinking of it more of like if I see an altercation like that and there's shouting, I don't like I it makes more sense to be like, I don't want to get in the middle of that versus like if I think if someone yells help or who are okay, you? But the point is, don't yell help. Yeah. Yell other things. I realize now I'm backtracking a lot on this. <laughs> Because you're wrong. <laughs> In my brain. Well, I was just trying to think about, like, why? Why so, would someone not um, I step in? So, as this is just, like, based off of other things that have happened, kind of based off of this kind of conversation, and I know that women in, women in particular are definitely targeted towards this, is, mm-hmm. like, say they... Someone happens to have been watching you, knows where you are, blah, 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 or someone just being a creep in general, and... There there have been scenarios where, like, women will be alone at home and then they'll hear someone screaming for help outside. But there's no one out there. Or if you go out there, there's more than just one fucking person out there. Not a person needing help, et cetera, et cetera. And it's the same scenario where, like, people even leave, like, fake babies on people's doorsteps. Yeah. With, like, crying and everything just to lure people out to see what's going on so they can do whatever the fuck. From there, whether kinda it's getting like, inside or your house or your car or whatever, kind of like what Kralik did with Joyce. Sure. Yep, that's a very good. I mean, he's a very good example of a very standard creep and like people that uh, women in particular are kind of taught to avoid. And like we've been taught that if you hear these certain things or if you hear scenarios, then you're like, someone's crying for help. Do we run? Do we 
dial 911 what 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 do we do um, yeah so along those lines that's kind of what these research studies found exactly was that fire is the most likely to get someone to call a number for help mm-hmm. and help i don't know you is the most likely to get the person to run in and actively try to stop the situation and that makes sense to me yeah um, and then also a separate study found that a more common theme was that usually the person who came to step in if someone did was more of um, it was always a man and it was usually an athletic man. Right. Someone who had either like done karate lessons or was an athlete or something Someone who along knew those lines. Some kind of defense generally but or something. Usually if it wasn't a man who had done some sort of physical training, they were not likely to help. Mm. So those are just things I think are important to keep in mind. And I when I, I want to put in relatively confirmed information out there. Right. Yeah. That's no, very fair. I think that's good. Um, and then we argued about the definition of serial killer when Dean was here. Did you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That does not shock me. (laughs) Um, And it's uh, someone with three or more murders over a period of time, over a period of multiple months, with no apparent motive, typically following a uh, predictable characteristic pattern. Okay. So you were both wrong. Because I think he said... No, Dean was basically right. He said that there's usually like a theme. Yeah. So he said, he didn't say it in the best phrasing, but he was basically right. I think I said that it has to be like five or more. And I thought you said two or more. And I thought he said that there's has to be a signature. Yeah, basically. So he was closer to right than me. I think I said five or more, but the answer is three. It doesn't matter. I just I just want to correct facts. We stated wrongly. That's fair. That's fine. That's what the section's for. (laughs) Yeah, it is called the clarifications and corrections for a reason. So those are the two things I had to say. Do either of you have any? I don't. Rain, do you? Uh, not that I can remember. Okay. Well, then we will launch right into the summary of Bad Girls. I Bad Girl. <laughs> I will say, I guess this isn't a clarification or correction, but I will say that just based off of the past few episodes. That's good because we're past that segment. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I will say based off the past few episodes, I would have thought Bad Girls was something relating to the way the little kids in Gingerbread referred to Buffy and Faith and Willow and Amy because they were like, you have to protect us from the bad girls. And then there's this episode. So I think it it's interesting. I that never it, would have thought that because the Buffy episodes are never that interconnected unless yeah. it's a part one and part two. Yeah, but I just think it would have been a cool connection. And it I mean... Would've... So it would have been a cool connection, but I never would have thought it's a connection Buffy would have made. Like the show Buffy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. I'm just (laughs) throwing it out there that that would have been my prediction last Mm -hmm. episode. That's fair. If Stosh had been watching this show and I hadn't. All right. Do we want to actually start on this summary? (laughs) Let's start on this summary. You you were pretty right, though, because it does start off with uh, Faith and Buffy. Yeah. At the very least. Well, they're talking about Xander. (laughs) Yeah, I starting off with Faith trying to get Buffy to girl gossip with her about uh, oh, come on. <laughs> well, Faith can't believe Buffy never thought about it, and I was like, I guess it makes sense that Faith doesn't understand why. <laughs> well, if you hung out with Xander long enough, I feel like it just kind of dampers it. For <laughs> the fandom understands why, but Faith just did it, yeah. so well, she's new. Yeah, yeah, and a lot more in her own mind than anything else. It makes sense. But anyway, they're fighting some vampires that have swords. Yeah. (laughs) 
and I want to know what that steak was made out of because he like cut it and it didn't look like it was made out of wood. It looked like it was made out of like foam Styrofoam? or something. <laughs> yeah, very convenient, wasn't it? Um, and slight correction, I could be wrong on this, but just going off of what they say later, I think it's just one guy with a sword. Well, in this it's normal episode. vampires. No, I know, but like at the beginning. Well, they were fighting vampires, and right. then one and then of it them was just had a sword. one guy, right? Oh, yeah. I thought they all did. No, no it was but, just one. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, he just kind of whoop right at the end there, because uh, I know that Faith kind of just keeps going off without Buffy in mm-hmm. a sense, <laughs> or like Buffy's like, Doing "Hey, let's have thing. a plan." Yeah, yeah, and then they come across him. So Buffy turns to pick up the swords, and they're gone. Right, and right. that's when we switch to Mister Trick putting them on the mares desk and i was very excited to see mr trick again i'm just still excited to see the mayor as usual well yeah i have grown to like him more over the season it's just he the didn't leave like a good strong impression on me at the beginning but the more yeah. i see him the more i like him exactly he's a build-up character and i like the build-up kind of preoccupied but well he he's talking he starts talking about how he likes family circus and mr trick likes marmaduke Mm-hmm. And you gross, unsanitary <laughs> dog on the bed. Yeah. Which was just a fun little callback to his germophobia. Oh, yeah. And which gets kind of uh, pressed on when he goes to get another hand wipe. Yeah. <laughs> and I have my first quote for the episode is, I like to read Kathy, which is was something Alan said. And they both looked at him like, what the hell? Like, bitch, what? But I, don't, I don't know that comic i don't either but it was just funny that alan tried to participate and they both just like shut him out that's why i just don't talk when i'm around people (laughs) i want you to imagine basically the whitest woman ever and that's a comic fair enough (laughs) yeah well that makes sense that alan would like exactly uh but we get some important information this scene the dedication is the last step before the mayor's ascension and for a hundred days. My note literally says, I guess the mayor plans on ascending. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. Well, we don't, this is the first time we've heard about an ascension at right. all. Or the dedication. But, yeah. But we do know it won't be postponed. And the mayor does not like the idea of it being postponed, yeah. Alan. Yeah, Alan. <laughs> Pretty sure I wrote goddamn Alan like three times <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> oh, really? I like Alan. I do like Alan. This is like the third episode he's been in. Is it? It feels like more than that. No, I think he was only in a couple, but I could be wrong. He sprinkled in. So then it switches to the high school, yes? I think the credits happen, and then it switches to the high school. But it's Xander, Willow, Oz, and Buffy sitting around, and Willow has early acceptance packets. (sighs) Into Harvard, Yale, some kind of German school, and like 500 others, I'm sure of it, on the way. And they're wooing her. She's not used to being wooed. And Oz has black hair. Is that new? Yeah. Thank God. I was, because I thought it was. No. I was like, holy shit, that looks yeah. like freshly dyed black. No. It, oh, was, yeah. it definitely I, looked freshly dyed black. Okay. He's going through I the emo phase, I man. <laughs> I mean, it was the 90s. That wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Well, it, it was, just wasn't referred to as emo. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, they it kind of like an though. odd. He yeah. did. They he did. kind of established that Oz changes his hair because he was blonde at the beginning mm. and then. Willow was like, your hair, it's brown. And he's like, yeah, sometimes. And then I think it went back to blonde and now it's black. Okay. We haven't really been keeping track of Oz's hair, hair, but it's a thing. Whatever. I noticed it was new, but then I was afraid to say anything. And so my first quote is also in this scene because Xander says that he's expecting 
a letter in crayon that just says no. (laughs) And Oz says, oh, they're typing those now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I missed him saying that. I think this is actually my second quote. The first one was from the Buffy and Faith scene. But uh, (laughs) Xander going uh, to Will, yeah, I feel your pain, Will. Like right now I'm torn between the fast growing fields of appliance repair and hotel management. Of course, I'm waiting to hear back from the corn dog emporium. So <laughs> I, I think that leads into my second quote, which is Cordelia. Oh, God. Because she comes in and says, that's so cute. Planning life as a loser. Most people just turn out that way. <laughs> but you're really taking charge. Yeah, <laughs> I did write down Zandelia sparring. <laughs> my quote from this scene is, well, if I may suggest graduate. Because <laughs> Willow was talking about how she doesn't know what she is going to do. Or something like that. Like, she doesn't know what her next steps are going to be for for getting into college. Mm-hmm. Or what college she's going to pick. And Oz is like, well, if I may suggest, graduate. <laughs> and I didn't write down the rest of it, but he was uh, something along the lines of, getting held back isn't as fun as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. And I was just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a third quote from this scene. Same. Which is what? It's uh, Xander after Cordelia's talking shit. Oh, where and she he's, starts he's, with, well, Xander, yeah. I could dress more like you, but my father has a job. Oh, that's <laughs> such like a that. good slam. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I'm not going to waste the perfect comeback on you now, but don't think I don't have it. <laughs> oh, yes. It's time will come. Yeah. So life behind a high, uh, beyond high school. Anyone? Please chime in. <laughs> yeah. Which is all we get to see of Cordelia this episode. But what a splash she makes. I like that her thing is just show up, talk shit, leave. (laughs) And honestly, that's just kind of like the standard Cordelia touch to every episode that she's in, I feel like, for the most part. But it's still all about Xander. I mean, I don't blame her. Yeah. Still. Do we have anything else on that scene? No. Willow just tells Buffy Giles wanted to talk to her and she was like, how's he doing? And Willow was like, he's looked better. Uh, I do know that Buffy was worried about their chem final and then Willow did offer to help her study and everything. So she is supposed to go over there. That is relevant. That happened. Yeah. Then she goes to the library and meets the new watcher. Yes. Wesley Wyndham Price. Who has, in fact, faced two vampires himself, you know, in controlled circumstances. (laughs) I just love how he was trying to, like, showboat for Giles and Giles was like, oh, cool. Well, there's no danger to find those here. What, vampires? No, controlled circumstances. (laughs) Wesley is such a character. What were your first impressions? I just felt bad for him. Really? Yeah, it's not his fault Giles got fired. Someone had to take that job. And, like. Anyone in those shoes is going to like receive the same treatment from Giles and Buffy, and he just has to deal with it. I felt really bad for him most of this episode. Would he you- was kind of a tool, which didn't okay, help. Okay, there we go. But <laughs> I was like, but how do you feel about him himself? <laughs> I, I think in a different situation, he could have been better, and he had a lot to live up to, and it didn't work out well for him. Yeah, that's very but, fair. So most of my feelings towards him are like, Oh, I'm so sorry you're you're dealing with this right now. <laughs> and I have a question for you about him later, but okay. I'm gonna wait till we get further in the episode. Okay. Maybe till we get to character development? Kinda. Yeah. Okay. I mention it later, but it's it's whatever works. I just really liked how much of a Giles episode this ended up being because mm-hmm. Wesley was there. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in character development, but it threw me off a little bit how much I have to say about Giles. He- he had such he had like a fun attitude towards him <laughs> for did. sure. And then Buffy wants to know if he's evil. Just kind of disregards him for the most part in a sense. I have I have I had to hold back on my quotes this episode 
But I do have a couple from this scene. One of them is, a good slayer is a cautious slayer. <laughs> I do think my favorite quote of this uh, general scene is uh, him, them finding out more about the gentleman with the sword. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Wesley being like, well, I didn't get this job because of my looks. I really, really believe that <laughs> from Buffy. Just her pure so sarcasm, dude. Oh, my God. She was God. channeling her inner Cordelia pretty hard. She was. Oh, after Buffy walked out. Well, hold on. OK, go ahead. She doesn't you walk out before she walks out. Faith walks in. Yep, mm -hmm. that does happen. But before that, I didn't write this part. This one down. This is one of the quotes I omitted. But Wesley tells Buffy to go to the to get the amulet. And mm -hmm. Buffy's like. I will excuse me. <laughs> and he was like, are you not used to taking orders? And she said something along the of when Giles gives me orders, he always says, please. And then I, afterwards I get a cookie. The way she said cookies, like, and I get a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. so chipper. <laughs> Giles. I feel like Giles was trying really hard to like stay out of it without like getting too involved. Staying out of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. He definitely chuckled at that. I was like, fuck yeah, get him, Buffy. He, he definitely gets his pokes in when he can, yeah. Wesley. But then Faith walks in and, and she says, new watcher? And Buffy and Giles say, new watcher. And she says, screw that, and leaves. <laughs> Why didn't I say that? <laughs> I so respect Faith's attitude. <laughs> I bet you oh, do. Yeah. I, like, it sucks, because I watching this episode, I was like, I'm so much more Buffy than I am Faith. But I respect Faith so much more. It's like, <laughs> That's very fair. This whole episode exactly. was about Faith worming her way into your heart. Uh, yeah, facts. <laughs> That's real. Like she was your Herbert several times, but this episode is just such a, a episode for you specifically. Yeah. <laughs> you know me so well. I do. But uh, she does take off, and of course Buffy goes after to get her, and uh, Giles and Wesley are left sitting there both cleaning their glasses the exact same <laughs> way at unison. the exact same time in unison. And Giles notices and he stops. Yeah. He's just like, nope, I'm done. It's like, holy <laughs> crap, this was me, season one. But then, but yeah, Buffy goes after Faith and she, Faith thinks they should do whatever they want. And which, she's right. Yeah, which really doesn't surprise me that she thinks yeah. like that. And then they discuss slaying philosophy. Buffy tries to act like she's the good girl, but She's got a little so, bit of faith in yeah. her. She does. She enjoys her job in a sense. She does enjoy all the aspects of it, but there are definitely parts of it that if she also just stopped, she would definitely miss to an extent. Well, and this is coming so close to the heels of Helpless. So we like see that. That was truly when she just felt completely vulnerable and, you know, she literally couldn't do anything. You and know? she realized how much being a slayer meant to her. So then Buffy goes to the graveyard and she looks for the amulet. And of course she goes alone because Faith is like, yeah, you can do the homework. I'll copy you. Yeah, she does <laughs> that. Awesome. Again, working your way into Stasha's heart. Yeah. <laughs> and then the like cult shows up and she hides in a sarcophagus. Yeah. Which would Fuck be that. So <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. She's probably been in worse situations with the dead know. at this point. I, I think I think we've talked about her being in worse situations on this podcast. Oh, yeah. That doesn't mean that's not awful. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I hate that. It's still spooky, I'm sure, even as the Slayer. I would cry. <laughs> Though Faith seems to find it absolutely hilarious. I feel like Faith was offended that Buffy hid instead of fighting the vampire. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> with her attitude, that's not shocking. Yeah. <laughs> they decide to chase these six guys and they start jumping into the sewer. Yeah. 
she's <laughs> Faith's ruining Buffy's life, or at the very least, her plans. <laughs> My oh. next quote is here before they jump in the sewer. Oh, go oh. ahead. It's, yes. Yeah, right. it's Faith. No. Buffy asked her about her plan, and she says, Who said I have a plan? I don't know how many are down there, but I want to find out. And I'll know when I land. And if you don't come in after me, I might die. Yeah. I love the way her face was while she delivered that. Like, I might die. The yeah. acting was so I perfect. love Eliza Dushkin. It was very good. And then, then, she, then they both jump in the sewer. Yeah. yeah. And it transfers over to Wesley and Giles. While they're having a heart to heart. My next <laughs> note still says, I still feel bad for this guy. <laughs> Uh, my next note says, I hate how chill Wesley with a stupid little snacks and a stupid little snide face are. I get it. Well, his plan has Buffy returning in one minute. I yeah. think that's the scene. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is the scene. And he's like getting excited to read the Watcher's diaries. And he talks about Giles's <laughs> first entry, mm-hmm. which is I liked that. It was so fun. And how he basically was just like how Giles was in a sense when he first got here with yeah. Buffy. I mean, there there's definitely subtle new like differences. Like Giles was not as snarky. Entitled. Not even snarky. Like Wesley isn't Dickish. even like smart enough to be snarky, but like snobby as Wesley Holier is. Than thou. Yeah. But it is a fun thing where Giles is like, well, you have to get to know her. And like which is like how it was for Giles. He yeah. got to know her and then he warmed up to it. Yeah. And then we transfer back over to Faith and Buffy. Yeah. And Buffy and Faith are fighting the six vampires. Buffy kicks one of them in the nuts. Ooh, Does she? I did yeah, not realize. Super funny. I noticed that. I was like, I just started laughing. <laughs> Damn. That's awesome. Going low. And then one of them tries to drown her. Yeah. Which kind of catches you and everyone's just like hesitant. Faith is even caught off guard. And then she goes badass. She learned from season one Buffy, and she didn't let herself get drowned. Mm -hmm. She faked that shit. She says, I love when they try to drown me. (laughs) Or I love when they drown me. I I hate it when they drown me. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So good. Uh, This was a fun fight scene. It was. I do want to make one comment, and this is just me being, this is why we did Thicketer, because now I get to critique shit and be like, well, you know. But I notice when she whips her head out, you know, she's soaking wet when she whips and then she turns around and it goes to her and her hair is halfway dry already. Yeah. And it's just like, spread some fucking water on her, guys. Come on. Something. Right. Right. (laughs) Continue to see. Yeah. Jeez. And then I have my next quote is, tell me you don't get off on this. It didn't suck. I think that's it for that scene. It switches then to, I think it switches so the next day, I think, is when she gets... I think it is the next day, uh, as opposed to that night. I have quotes, and I'm not sure when they fit in here. Okay, what's the first one? Well, it's... They're, they're the same conversation, but it's... Wesley, is that his name? Yeah. He says, you're not helping. Mm-hmm. And Giles says, I know. I feel just sick about it. It's, in, it's that's after. In scene. Yeah, it's yeah. after this scene. I almost okay. wrote that quote down because I did write it. <laughs> it's a really good quote. Sorry. I have so many quotes. We switch over. I think it is the next day. I think yeah, you like are the next right. morning. And then Wesley tries to like insert himself in Buffy and Giles's relationship because Buffy's there talking to Giles about the amulet instead of Wesley, and he tries to like. Okay, but like I get it. It's his new job. Yeah, he's the one she's supposed to come to. Yeah, and she's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I just like how she's like, "We'll talk later" to Giles, and he's like, "But you need to." Talk to me. I'm the one you need to talk to. I'm your watcher now. So we'll talk later, Giles. Yeah, that sounds good. And that's yeah. when you get. And that's when. That's when my quote happens. Yeah. Okay, yep. I did also have quoted uh, 
between Wesley and Buffy when Buffy's like, yeah, thanks for asking uh, if I was okay, Giles. I appreciate your concern. And Wesley's, uh, you know, perhaps there were a few more than we'd anticipated, but I'd expect you to be ready for anything. Remember the three key words for any Slayer. Preparation, preparation, and preparation. That's one word three times. <laughs> I get that as a tattoo, honestly. <laughs> just this... I just love almost everyone in this. It's just getting so freaking snarky. The snarkiness in this episode was through the roof. It was awesome. Honestly, like Wesley is kind of how Principal Snyder was in his Mm -hmm. first episode. Where like you kind of don't like him, but you're glad he's there. It. it, He just. (laughs) I don't agree at all. I don't have any problems with Wesley. I'm still mad from the whole time. Well, yeah, (laughs) he's kind of pitiful. So Principal Snyder was a bitch. Yeah. That's fair. Well, he became a bitch, you know. I've hated him since day one. An OG Snyder hater over here. <laughs> we go over to the test, I believe, where uh, everyone's supposed to pay attention, not communicate to each other. Oh, yeah. my God. Buffy was the worst in this scene. Yeah. Dude, you can tell Faith is rubbing off on her. Because at the beginning was- of the episode, Buffy was very stressed out about this chem test. Mm-hmm. And she's not concerned about it at all here. In fact, she's not concerned about Xander or Willow taking it here. She just wants to talk to them about it. And then Faith shows up. So conveniently. And Buffy decides to ditch. Like, just straight up, just boop, gone. Also, yeah. is it just me or did the teacher just like peace she out? She left. Yeah, yeah, she just fucking was like, all right, take a test. Bye. I also she thought that was system. weird. That's crazy. I have two notes on this scene. Sure. One, Buffy's in class. Weird. <laughs> JK, not Only anymore. In it. Yeah, but she showed up <laughs> and true. was ready to take a test. <laughs> Two, my other note just says, I guess Buffy and Faith are in love now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the little heart in the window, mm-hmm. but that's very yeah. Faith where... Well, even like Buffy, like she won't shut up about Faith. Like she just keeps talking about her. Like it totally feels like a schoolgirl crush to me. It, and that's kind of how when you get like a new friend in some circumstances, sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if you're very impressionable and they are very, you know, outward personality, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if if you're able to be molded, they'll mold you. And yeah. you definitely take on some of their traits and you kind of like want to be around them and you think about them, and you talk about them and you kind of obsess almost over them in a sense. And that's definitely kind of like, what was happening here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with the first love, too, or something like that. So Buffy dips. Yeah, and they go slay. I mean, they go crash a vampire nest in the day, which I think is a brilliant move, if we're being I, honest. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially that definitely feels like a thing they should have been doing. In yeah. the first place, but, you know, But school, on the weekends. School, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then well, they transfer over to the hot, sexy dancing at the nightclub. Yeah. Oh, I was so hyped for this scene. Because you've be- seen it before. Because I've been waiting since day one for this scene. <laughs> I need to see this again. I've- so a long time ago, Stosh sent me like a video because he knew it was I love Buffy. He was like, he showed me this video of this animation. I think it's from Avatar. It's Rogue and Kitty Pride in X-Men Evolution. Oh, sorry. So. <laughs> the most important animation to my heart. Yeah. He sends me this video of these. He's like. This is so wild, and it's two the two animated girls dancing above Buffy and Faith dancing in this scene, and they're doing the exact same move. So it's clear that the anim I guess it's clear to me that the animation just copied yeah. the. No, I, I knew that that's what was going on. Yeah. yeah, 
Well, I just wanted to make sure because I didn't know when the animation came out. It's possible that like they had Buffy and Faith copy the animation. No, X Men Evolution weird. was like early aughts. Yeah, so it was definitely after this, but it was clearly a reference to Buffy. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure this came out in 1999. I don't they think did. That was a it did in existence yet. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when comics come out or well, it's, video. I mean, comics were way before this. Yeah. But. <laughs> when the video came out. But but once again, just another connection between X-Men and Buffy. Yeah. But I did write down Buffy and Faith slay on and off the dance floor. <laughs> Stosh has seen this scene before. <laughs> because he sent me that video and he was like, this is so cool. <laughs> and then a couple months later, I think. It was a couple months later we started the podcast so and then a q and angel and buffy's covered by like three guys with faith and getting yeah and he's feeling sweaty. a little he's feeling a little mm. what the hell i mean like, i don't really blame him you're kind of busy yeah and then she runs over and jumps on him yeah. yeah wrapping her whole legs around him and i don't know why like my little like 13 year old brain when i watched this for the first time was like that's love that <laughs> is in a sense, it it's is a if type you're of like if you're like thirteen. It's a well, type of love. Yeah, I was gonna say it is if you have a really strong boyfriend and you're like the kind of person that can be picked up. You know, like maybe not, doing it out in public isn't the thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it's though, a little guys. bit weird to me. Like <laughs> that felt very intimate for that setting. No, it really did. Whatever, it's fine. But she kind of keeps trying to form some kind of connection of intimacy with him while he's trying to talk and be serious. And I think the thing is, he's trying to be serious. Yeah. And she's trying to be Faith, who doesn't take anything serious. Yes. And it's very clearly frustrating, Angel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, Faith has even, like, has talked about how, like, slang revs her up Mm -hmm. in, like, a sexual way. Yeah. And so Buffy's, like, connecting it. But I think this episode, Faith is kind of convinced Buffy to let that out a little bit because I think Buffy felt it also but because she's always been the good girl she's always been this like the good slayer she suppressed that mm-hmm. and Faith is kind of like encouraging her to let that out a little bit more so Buffy's got all of this like juice flowing as Faith would call it and so she's over there like trying to touch Angel but she and Angel can't do that so right. it's like Angel's like, dude, <laughs> like, like chill it boundaries. out. Boundaries, like we can't, <laughs> woo, we can't do that. So it was very interesting, and but also he's very like, I'm here because Balthazar is alive and he's looking for this amulet. But she already knows, in a sense. Well, she knows about. She has the about. amulet, but exactly. she didn't know Balthazar was alive. Yeah. Well, she, she doesn't have the amulet. But she Wesley has it in a safe place. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. then Wesley comes in and. Buffy's like, dude, <laughs> back off my girl, kind of. Yeah. Because he keeps leaning in and he's like, you know, if you're going to just go out like this, you need to leave me a point of contact as if Which a cell is, phone exists. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he's trying to be like covert about it. Yeah. Because he's trying to like stay quiet. Because well, he doesn't know what Angel he knows anything. I was going to say, he doesn't yeah. know Angel knows anything about it. And Buffy's even- not offering up that information. And... Like she doesn't even introduce them for a good reason, to be honest. What's he probably, the reason? He probably shouldn't know that's Angel. Well, well, would he know who Angel is if you heard the name? Probably. I guess if I he's read he the would, he's, he's a smart enough guy, especially if he continues reading the watch Giles diaries. Book. Yeah, Giles yes. diaries. He's I think gonna he know, would know the name Angelus, but I just yeah. don't know that he would know who Angel is. Uh, at least, I don't know that he'd put two and two together, but also he is her watcher and. He, 
Angel is a part of her slaying, so she should give him a heads up like, hey, this guy helps me sometimes. But instead, she completely cuts Wesley out, ignores him, gives Angel the amulet. Because it pooches your jacket. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it makes sense later. It was fortunate that Buffy cut him out, but it's still like. It's really not fair to Wesley, which is how I felt this whole episode. It is. Like, I get it. I get why they feel that way towards him. But, but it's not his fault. Yeah. He didn't do anything. But you got to think, she isn't being normal Buffy right now either. She's being Faith Buffy. That's true. So she is definitely being more snarky. She's pushing him away more. She's not giving him a chance. She's not willing to let him in because that's what Faith is doing. She's not letting anyone in. Well, and Buffy has a lot of resentment towards the council that oh, she doesn't yeah. have anyone to project that onto other than Wesley. I mean, the council did her dirty, so I they, really don't blame I mean, her. <laughs> They don't see it that way, but I see it that way. I see it that way. Well, and Buffy <laughs> sees it that way, which is oh, yeah. the important right. part. But yeah, so I, I understand where she's coming from, but I agree with Stosh that like they were all overly rude to Wesley in this this episode. But I get why. So I don't know. We switch over to then Balthazar. it switches over to Balthazar, who is <laughs> so gross looking. Can I can I read my little commentary sure. real quick here? Um. <clears throat> Also, my God, this guy is ugly. Good God. Talk about a mix of Pearl the Vampire from Blade and the Last Human Alive from Doctor Who. Moisturize me, please. (laughs) I thought of the Last Human Alive from Doctor Who and Jabba the Hutt. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, And and I did write, I did write right here, moisturize me. (laughs) Moisturize me. I was wondering... That's good. That dude's not the same guy that played the master, right? I don't think so. I did think no. about it and I was I like, I so. could see the same actor playing both. Being right, because it's just up. heavy prosth- prosthetics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's super, but super. But it's definitely right? not. But they looked very similar to the point where you almost he, wonder if they're like from the same time period. Yeah, he kind of sounded like him was That's what got fair. me. Before he was on screen, I heard him and I was like, is that the master? And then it showed him. I feel like I a like, lot of the big same bads. Guy? To speak the same way. They do have to do Buffy. that over the top, evil old guy. I definitely like a go yeah. that he does at one point. Um, I do got to comment on this guy's Jedi mind powers to drag this guy oh, over to yeah. his titties and then titty kill a motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> Job of the Hut. I don't know if that's actually. I don't. That's that's definitely not a thing Jabba the Hutt can do. (laughs) That is definitely not. But Jabba the Hutt is strong-minded enough to not be affected by the Jedi mind trick. There you go. It's because it's so big. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is not the same actor. I just looked it up. Lord. I was curious. But, like, they didn't sound similar enough to where I was, like, positive. Yeah. But I could see it. But you're just like, "Is, is that that guy? Yeah. Anyway, do you have anything else to say on that? No. This guy's disgusting. I yeah. know we've already reiterated that, but let's so, just. So, Buffy do you think he's a vampire? Is he like no, a really he's a weak? Demon. He's a demon. Okay. They, they specified he's a yeah. demon multiple times. I was thinking about it watching this, and I was like, I was like, he's got a bunch of vampire black lackeys, and I was like, is he a vampire? I was like, I don't think he is. No, he's not. The red eyes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, the master had red eyes too, didn't he? I don't know. Did he? Maybe okay, not. we're going to have to roll that so. back. I don't feel like he did. Well, let's turn on the show. <laughs> Guess we're watching this now. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> so Buffy and Faith are outside watching it, and then Faith is like, instead of just killing them now, let's go commit crime. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy, oh, Faith teaches Buffy to steal. And to break in and bash I mean, everything with It's a pretty bad lesson. They elbow. get caught. But they yeah. get caught. So then 
Faith teaches Buffy to jailbreak. <laughs> the second just, Buffy joined in, I was like, they're going to get caught. Oh, if yeah. it was just Faith, they'd be fine. And Buffy joined in and now they're going to get and caught. And of course, yeah, that's the <laughs> usual the cop how that goes. Up. Which is funny because the Sunnydale Police Department is non-existent. Stupid. Yeah. Or whatever Snyder said that one time. I mean, he's pretty right. Let's be honest here. But they, they push the back of the the metal part of the car in the, and it causes them to crash the barrier yeah i guess i'm not too sure what i would call that it crashes into another car yeah, yeah. well because they car. shove the metal part in oh yeah oh, i was saying they push the barrier of oh, the, the the vehicle cage? yeah i don't like know yeah, i wasn't whatever. too sure yeah partition there we go I, yeah. i'm liking that but they crash buffy makes sure that they're at least breathing and okay while faith is like telling her they gotta run and, and she, they do book yeah. it. You can tell Buffy is definitely still concerned. And you can tell parts of Buffy are still there fighting the faith part, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. There are two slayers inside her. One is Buffy <laughs> and the other is Faith. <laughs> Whichever one wins is the one you feed. But, you know, Buffy's so worried that even the next morning she's checking the paper to yeah. see if anything's there. She's looking. So Buffy's looking next day in the paper for the crash and her mom comes in and she's like trying to connect with Buffy. Right. Over also, waffles. Buffy's like digging through the newspaper. Yeah. yeah she's trying Is to she see worried? if anything came up, I assume, yeah. and make yeah. sure two, two like, females were what? apprehended and escaped custody. Or she's okay. checking the obituaries to make sure the police weren't in it. Ooh. Mm. That was kind of what I was thinking. That's I definitely. Thinking. I was like, "What the fuck is she so interested in that paper for?" But I couldn't figure it out. So those things make sense. Yeah, that's yeah. all that I really have to say on that, though. No, poor Joy's trying to like connect with Buffy, yeah. and Buffy even tries to be like, it, "But if you're hungry, I'll help you make waffles, though, Mom." Well, it's the like, calories only don't count if it's for Buffy. Yeah, yeah. and that makes sense. That's perfect mom logic. It is. But mom I liked math. that scene because we saw Joyce again going back to gingerbread. Assert, inserting herself too much in the slang so you can see she's really trying to make an effort to pull that back here. Right. Which That's I do cool. appreciate. Yeah. She needs to step off. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Joyce. And then Vincent, we find out that one of the lackeys' name is Vincent. He tries to kill the mayor. And that obviously doesn't go too well. I did have a quote because originally when they start the scene with the mayor and everything, it's the Boy Scouts of America that are in there with them. <laughs> oh, yes. And he's like, all right, well, you know, so, you know, what is it? Roast a wiener for me or whatever. Yeah. And uh, oh, backbone of America. Those little guys seeing the hope and courage of their bright little faces. I swear I could just I could just eat them up. <laughs> and just the way he says that is just. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some the you know, something's going on with them. So it's just like, what are you? You know, and it kind of makes you wonder. <laughs> Yeah, because we have no idea what the mayor's plan is. We don't have any uh, idea. He plans to ascend. I know. Yeah. We know that now. <laughs> Today's the dedication. <laughs> what that even means, we don't know. We know he sold his soul. Right. But like, nothing. Um, I also had a quote from this scene. And it's just Mr. Trick saying, it's <laughs> yep. called an Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> it's called an Uzi, chump. Could have saved your ass about now. <laughs> yeah. Talking shit on the dude's swords. <laughs> But, you know, the mayor does kind of uh, get pissy with Alan again, because Alan, where's our security, dude? Well, he's not pissy with Alan. Alan doesn't need to get all all jumpy about it. Oh, yeah, he doesn't need to get all skittish. It's just a question. Just asking, dude. So Buffy and Willow are sitting on Buffy's bed, mm -hmm. and Willow's giving her a protection spell she made. 
Yeah. And of course, I have this quoted too. <laughs> I have so many quotes. What is it? What's your quote? I'm surprised though, because usually spell stuff's more stinky. Yeah. That's why I added lavender. Give me time, and I may be the first Wicca to do all my conjuring a pine fresh scent. <laughs> That right. did feel like a very rain quote. It did feel. It felt like a very willow quote too. That's true. <laughs> and she could call it willow and just willow scent. There you go. Zing. <laughs> willow doesn't even need to go to college. That's true. <laughs> She's got her entrepreneurial making... spirit. There you go. As a wicca. Buffy tries to tell Willow that she should stay home from the slaying tonight, and Faith shows up, and Buffy and Faith leave, and you just see Willow feeling really replaced. You can tell she doesn't yeah. really understand why she's not allowed. Well, to she come. feels like she just got broken up with. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just pick up my stuff. You can leave. It's fine. And then it switches to Wesley telling Giles he thinks he has an emotional problem. And you see Wesley here trying to be loyal to the council, being like, it's a problem that you're so connected to Buffy and like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do also think that Wesley was trying to do it in a way. That wasn't like, Giles, you suck. Yeah. It's like, Giles, you're getting too protective of her and you're acting like a dad, not a watcher. And, and that's when the uh, vampires show up to take them away. So I know it's almost like Illuminati. Is it Illuminati? Or- it's Illuminati. Illuminati, yeah. like eliminate. Like eliminate, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I couldn't fucking remember how they said it. Obnoxious. Because it's... Awful name. Yeah. Can we can we just talk about this real quick? What yeah. an awful fucking name for a group it's of vampire so, anythings. It's so edgelordy. It is. Like it feels like a twelve year old was like, We're not the Illuminati, we're the Illuminati. <laughs> he has a really good Roblox account, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then Faith kills Alan. <laughs> Whoa, hold up, back up here. Back up. There's a little <laughs> I mean, I have that written down, and bam, there goes Alan. But I didn't think it was just bam, there's Alan. I mean, that's basically how it happened in the episode. Okay, too. why the hell was Alan there? I know he was trying to like get information. I'm assuming, but why was he there? This perplexes me very much. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's dead. I mean, he's very dead, and yeah. you can see it in Faith's face that she's like, "Oh, I fucked up," and obviously Buffy. Obviously, Buffy's, you know, Buffy. So, like, she's... Buffy can't handle it. She, she She's traumatized. She just came back to full-blown herself. I mean, they're both traumatized. Yeah. They just handle it in different ways. Exactly. It shows the two sides of the same coin, basically, of the same situation and how you handle things. Yeah, it's hard because, like, in the heat of the moment, I absolutely see how you could make that mistake. Like, she just killed, like, four vampires. Yeah. yeah. Well, she and Buffy were, like, tag-teaming it. They like, were. Because Faith even says, like, we can handle this as long as they keep coming at us one at a time. And of course they continue coming. And she coming. stabs one, and then Buffy stabs one, and then Faith stabs Alan. Yeah. So, and then they run, and they take off in separate directions. Yeah. Buffy purposely doesn't follow her. She's behind her, and Faith jumps the fence, and Buffy literally looks up, looks around, and then goes the other way. I kind of attributed that to her just, like... I think she, it in the moment, for her. in the moment, getting confused and thinking that she was following Faith and not. I, don't I know. wasn't paying close enough attention, so I don't. The, know. the way she acted made me feel like it was a. I'm not. I I'm not going the same way. Yeah. I think that was the literal visual representation of her taking a separate path from Faith. Finally, I could see that. The vibe makes more sense with what Rain's saying. Yeah. yeah. But I no. I think I that that's that really poetic so i could see that being the way that they chose to do I, it i only noticed that because i rewatched the episode twice oh, there you go. 
I like like this episode for the like writing, but I'm not a huge fan of this episode for like the action. If like that makes what sense, what happens? Yeah, yeah that's so fair. interesting. But Buffy, but that runs- dance scene. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, the dance scene. scene. The dance scene is an exception <laughs> to that. That was some action, all right. That action scene, I'm fine with. <laughs> not like that. <laughs> but so then Buffy runs headfirst into Angel. Who tells her that Balasar has Giles? Giles doesn't dun, dun, mention dun. the other guy because who the fuck cares about Wesley? <laughs> Again, Angel doesn't even know his name. Yeah, yeah. that I one guy introduced. Yeah. that one guy that had the amulet. Yeah, he's there too. <laughs> well, and Faith circles back and she goes back to Alan's body. Did and we this- see that on screen? I remember yes. her bringing it up later. Yeah, yeah. she looks so. Oh yeah, that did. Torn up. Up. I remember that. Yeah, so. My question, I, one of the questions I have for Stosh, did you see her coming back to the body? Like, did I, did I expect it? Yeah. No. Okay. It's like, I assume not. Cause even me like rewatching, I was like, oh, she did do that. Yeah. No, I saw it happen, but I wasn't expecting right. it at all. I would have thought she would have just dipped and not given it a second chance. Right. Or a second thought. I should say. Yeah. But she goes back to his body and you can see it in her face there that she's like, she's like low key freaking out. The oh, for sure. She's yeah. losing her mind. Yeah. She's trying to cope with the fact that this she isn't just a committed demon. a murder. Yeah. 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 So that we only have a second to, to simmer on that before we switch <laughs> to Balthazar. And the, Wesley. And the wonderful negotiation skills. I swear, if this man was in a terrorist negotiation, we'd all be freaking dead. <laughs> Wesley's like, don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> and Giles, I have this quote written down to either of you. I don't think so. Nah, Giles not. says, well, thank God you're here. I was planning to panic. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then later on in this scene, do you guys have any quotes for this? I, I have do. Like I have a bunch. One. All right. Well, yeah. then I'll, I'll reel back in because there's one that I really want to say at the end of this scene. So the first one I have is just Balthazar saying, moisten the front. <laughs> 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 Things that make you go yeah. <laughs> um, the ladle on his front. Like, See, out of all the positions in the Illuminati, I think I'd rather be the ladler than a fighter <laughs> because that way I don't get killed between his titties. Yeah. I'm just saying, because that way you don't have to actually physically touch him. <laughs> um, my quote from this was him talking to Wesley and being like, hmm, a trade. Intriguing. No, wait, boring. Pull off his kneecaps. <laughs> he kind of gave me uh, Jim Carrey being the Grinch vibes there. Yeah. <laughs> the way he talked. Um, I also wrote down, God, Wesley is such a little bitch. He is. <laughs> I have a quote from before that. You know what I want. If it's for me to scrub those hard to reach areas, I'd like to request you kill me now. <laughs> yeah. I love Giles. I don't know why I didn't write that one down. It's so good. Uh, I don't remember what Wesley said, but my next quote is from Giles replying to him saying, why not? They're going to torture us to death anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Giles says that. And Wesley's like, you don't have to antagonize them or something like that. And then yeah. he says, why not? <laughs> I have after your quote, Rain, when he's like, tear off his kneecaps and, and Wesley starts like spilling the information. Mm-hmm. And Giles is like, what are you doing? They're going to kill us. And he's like, but I like my kneecaps. <laughs> It's like, dude, you're not going to care here soon. Trust me. Your kneecaps are going to be the least of your worries. <laughs> and then, of course, enter Buffy and Angel to Hold save on. the day. Oh, just Hold kidding. On. No, she has another one. <laughs> because <gasps> Balthasar says, 
the man who has my amulet. What is his name? And you just hear, his name is Angel. <laughs> Boom. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I that wrote, was quite possibly the most badass scene this whole show has had. <laughs> That's swoon. Oh, God, swoon. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, now that we're done swooning. Hold on. I need another minute. <laughs> Someone quick, get a fan. Yeah. Someone... Throw some ice water on my face. Well, oh. let me tell you. I feel like this is like a little bit of a spoiler, but this is also an opinion. Dang, opinionated spoiler incoming. <laughs> if you liked that scene, I think you will like the show Angel. All right. That's very fair. That is very fair comment. Yeah. I mean, he's the star of the show, so we'll it's, see what happens. It's oh. not like every single time he walks in the room, he's like, his name is Angel. <laughs> like, <laughs> can he just murder someone? Can you imagine if that was the motto? <laughs> Oh my god. The show would have been so much worse. <laughs> but that badass scene really is reminiscent of the show Angel for me. It feels like the same vibe. That's very Word. fair. So then they start fighting and Buffy uses a sword to free Giles so that Giles can save Wesley while they fight the other vampires. Yeah. And then uh, Angel somehow falls for the Jedi mind trick and falls into... Well, I don't really think it's like a... <laughs> somehow I think it just happened. I know. You know? I'm, I'm very I, curious about this guy's powers. Like, I think that's just a thing he can do to anyone. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like a no, force yeah. field type yeah. thing. Yeah. Where he can just suck somebody in towards him. But it's like you figured that Angel could break out of it. But I mean, if, you know, another vampire couldn't, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I think it just happened to be Angel. It could have easily been Buffy instead. That's fair. But and it's not. Because it was Angel and not Buffy, Buffy was able to electrocute Balthazar to kill him. Which was Thank a God. pretty sick way to kill him, honestly. It was a clever Except- way. He wasn't dead? He well, is he dead? was electrocuted, so he was dying. This scene doesn't fully make sense to me in the way of logic, but we're going to surpass that because you know what? It's Buffy. All I can say is, like, cool stunt double work <laughs> to the team. <laughs> and I know that we, like, comment on it. And I'm not, like, mad about it, if I'm being real honest, mm-hmm. because we're watching it on a much higher quality screen than, like, anybody had at the time. Oh, Absolutely. But it just was funny because, like, you could totally tell that wasn't Buffy. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't even realize, honestly. I could tell it wasn't Buffy. Balthasar leaves a very foreboding warning to Buffy and the gang. Yeah. Did you write it down? I did indeed. Slayer. (laughs) You think you've won. When he rises, you'll wish I'd kill you all and dies. Very, very lackadaisy death in this. I'm not going to lie. Him and Alan both kind of surprised me with the. <laughs> Alan's was a lot more sad. Yeah, but no, it, I, oh, sad. I didn't say it wasn't sad. I just said it was just very dead. Whereas, yeah. you know, this guy, dead, <laughs> just immediately. And then it switches to the mayor finishing his ritual, uh, his dedication. Yes, thank you. Oh, was this his dedication? Yes, yeah. this is his dedication. Oh. So he has just completed his dedication. And in 100 that. days, thought- we get to Ascension. Yeah. Okay. I thought his dedication was the thing that was in a hundred days. No, no. That's his ascension's a hundred days away. The way I they explain his dedication was that weekend. The way uh, they explain it's a little weird. It to is be a honest. little bit wonky, but yeah, it makes yeah. sense oh. after a minute. <laughs> and then he's con- and he's confused because Alan is never late. I don't understand why Alan misses. He's usually so punctual. Yeah. Anyway. But he's like, let's see if it worked, and they let the vampire out, and he cuts 
the mayor's head in half. He has so much faith in his magic. Oh, dude. Like, I'm not going to lie. That was some pretty cool Terminator 2000 kind of stuff. Though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> cool CGI. Yeah. Cool CGI, bro. It was cool, though, for the time. I oh, think it was really cool. Even now, it's still kind of cool. You can tell it was just a free shot that they literally split because when he forms back, nothing happens on his face for a second and they yeah. switch over to a different cut. But yeah, now nothing can harm him until yes. the ascension. The dedication has made him invulnerable. And gosh, I'm feeling so chipper. Who's up for a root beer? Who's up for a root beer? That's what I have written too. How do you feel about him being ascended? Or this, or not being ascended, not sorry, ascended. Being dedicated. I mean, it's intense, I guess. <laughs> I am curious as to how that final front showdown is going to go now. For yeah, because sure. now we're fully building up into, yeah. oh, he actually is a bad guy. OK, cool. Yeah, but We've he's a bad that. guy that the team, the Buffy group doesn't have any knowledge on. I mean, we I know as an audience, but they don't have any insight into the mayor at all. Right. right. We're like, 14. they don't even know he's the villain yet. Yeah. We're 14 episodes into the season, and they haven't even really encountered him yet at all. Yeah, which honestly is a fantastic buildup. Yeah, I think so, too. The evil you don't see coming. And now he's invulnerable, so, like you said, it's it's supposed to leave you wondering, like, how are they going to resolve this? Mm. Yeah. And it did. They did well. Yeah. Um, And then... The episode ends with Buffy going to Faith's apartment to try and like be like we're in this together, and Faith we have just to being acknowledge in straight this. denial. Yeah, which we all know based off of the scene where she goes back to Alan's body mm-hmm. that she is not as put together as she's pretending to be. Yeah, she's right. trying to put it off as I'm just doing my job, and you know Buffy's like, no, we we need to talk about this. <laughs> like yeah. this can't be put under we the cover. Talk about the dead man. Yeah. That is dead. And she's like, there is no dead man. We don't need to talk about those. Yeah. He's gone. And I'm sure you have this quoted. I don't, I'm, oh. I'm out of quotes. Go ahead. Oh shit. Faith, you don't get it. You killed a man. No, you don't get it. I don't care. And that honestly just <gasps> is the biggest lie of the entire freaking season. Yeah. The entire season right there. I don't care. That's a bigger lie. Are you lie? serious? That's a bigger lie than Buffy and Angel saying that they're just friends. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that, that, that's a huge stinking pile of crap. Yeah. As seen earlier in the Bronze. <laughs> yeah. Faith is not okay. Um, Side comment. Uh, I have a little side note. The favorite things that Buffy and uh, Faith called Balthazar. <clears throat> One demon desperately in need of a Stairmaster. <laughs> I was like, I almost wrote Balthazar is super gross, but Buffy doesn't need to fat shame him over it. And I actually had a similar thought. <laughs> my second comment, my second favorite name, Jacuzzi Boy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that that holds to face the character pretty well there. I feel like. Yeah. And that's the episode. <laughs> I think it was a very quotable episode. And I think it made us. Happy that Buffy is Buffy as opposed to being Faith in the end. Now, Faith is her own character and she's her own person, but like, I'm glad Buffy is who she is and that she came back to being who she was. Because even in like her color coordination for like her outfits in the episode, I noticed that in the very beginning, like when she originally met Wesley and everything, she's in her bright purple. And then the more she hangs out with Faith, the darker her clothing gets, the darker her I did notice she wore more yeah. black when she was hanging out with Faith. And then or like she, dark red and yeah. stuff. And then she comes back, basically snaps out of it when she goes to visit Faith at the end of the episode and she's, she's in, in the light blue. blue. Yeah. So it's very light pastels opposed Those, to dark gothic. 
Pop quiz? Pop quiz. Yeah, let's do a pop quiz. All right, there's three questions this episode. Question number one. Did you recognize Sandy Rivers, a.k.a. Mr. Hannigan? No. That's Wesley. Wesley is played Holy by the shit. actor who plays Sandy ding, Rivers ding, ding. Right. and That's is married cool. to Allison Hannigan now. Yep. I did not. They met on the set I don't of even Buffy. think I would recognize him if I watched it again. Yeah. Probably because the glasses, I guess. Yeah, they, and he's British in this, and he's not British he's in real life. <laughs> he's such an ass also. Also, in he's how not British in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah. Which is more relevant than real life well, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But. It's still so interesting to me that him and Allison Hannigan ended up together. Well, she, so this is a little bit of fun trivia trivia for you. She was interested in him, but he didn't date co-workers. So they didn't actually end up dating until after. after. Which is very fair. It's mm-hmm. probably for the best. You don't want to. No, I did not recognize him. Yeah. It's just a fun fact. Yet another How I Met Your Mother character. Yeah. Married to another Buffy character. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Very different. But I'm 0 for 1. <laughs> Very different characters. Well, yeah, because you're 0 for 2 because you didn't recognize Clint slash the mayor either. Well, I meant in this mm. specific pop quiz. Oh. Which is still oh. so weird to me that that's Clint. It just <laughs> still throws me so hard. So uh, Clint has a, a part in How I Met Your Mother where he just is like, has he's inhaled smoke and he greets Ted at the door and Ted's apologizing. He's like, D- I'm sorry, I freaked out. That's my bad. And he just, <laughs> that's all I think of now with the mayor. <laughs> oh, rain. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, question number two. Was Alan's death Faith's fault? Yes. No and uh, yes, but like I'm in going the strictest yes. sense, I guess so. I think it's understandable. Like being caught up in the moment, you're literally stabbing people left and right who are trying to kill you. And like a normal man walks in. Like I don't I don't think she can be objectively blamed for it, but right, like exactly. she she murdered the man. It's so, an accident. Is, it, is it murder or is it manslaughter? Because you're the one who told me it's different. Ooh, it's probably manslaughter. It would be, yeah, I would have to agree with that. It, it it wouldn't even be self-defense or anything else that she could argue at that point. It was literally, she assumed. Well, she could, I guess she could claim self-defense because he grabbed Buffy. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He I think grabbed Buffy she, and she thought he was a vampire grabbing Buffy. So she staked him. I thought Buffy grabbed him. Mm-mm. And I thought Buffy was on the other side of Faith. Well, then he grabbed Faith. He grabbed somebody because he, okay. he was off Cause, screen cause and Bobby his arm reaches out to grab one of them and they turn around and they hit him and Faith starts pummeling him and Buffy says, Faith, wait. And then she stakes him. him. Yeah. And okay. I, think it, I think Faith encountered him first. I don't think Buffy had anything to do with it. I think Buffy saw him at the last second then. Right. Because that's why Buffy was removed enough to recognize that it wasn't a vampire and say, wait. And then Faith was like already mid stab. So why did he stop her? That's that's the question. That we don't know why question. he stopped her. Exactly. And we never will. Maybe he was trying to get out of working for the mayor. Maybe some maybe he maybe he was trying to warn her about the dedication and cuz he's terrified cuz how Every did time that we guy see get in there with the mayor? He's terrified. So it's possible that he had second guessing and been second guessing for a while maybe. And maybe that's why the Illuminati guy was in there. He did let him in. Maybe. Mm. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why he was so nervous when the mayor was like, it's okay. I'm not accusing you. I'm just asking a question. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But anyways, back to that 
it's still an accidental death. However, it is still her fault. Yeah. So manslaughter. Yeah. That was, I guess that was, should, should have been my question. I said, was it Faith's fault? But like, obviously she killed him. Yeah. But do you think it's manslaughter or murder? Because I feel like the way Buffy reacts to it makes Faith feel like it's murder. But I think you can watch it and be like. I think it is objectively manslaughter. Yeah. I think it's also objective because her intention is to literally kill anything she encounters, though. She, her purpose out there is to kill whatever bad guys are there. Right. But she's not killing humans. Yeah. It's not really. She's just there to kill. Right. It's not even a thought right now. And I know it's not her intent or her purpose, but that could be argued against her that she literally went out there looking for a fight. How can you argue self-defense when you went out there looking for someone to kill? I suppose that's true because like, cause I'm trying to equate it to like a modern day real life thing is like if she was walking through the alley by like, you know, by herself essentially and a man reached out and grabbed her and she turned around and stabbed him. That would be a different situation though. I think at that point it would be self-defense, which I yeah, want to say is third-degree murder. Manslaughter. No, I think it's third-degree murder. Really? I think so. Intent to kill. I yeah. Guess, in the sums. That's well, fair. and you could argue that Faith wasn't out there to kill. She was out there to fight vampires. Slay them. So, but it's but a, once again, vampires aren't people. Yeah. So, But she's taking their lives. Right. But I think in the eyes of the lives. law, they're not people. But would, in the eyes of the law, they don't even exist. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I don't know if that's right. So there's arguments. so there's no legal implications in anything she's done up to this point. And then the only reason this guy died is because he got caught up in her presumably perfectly legal actions. Yeah. Which is why I think it would count as manslaughter. Because by that technicality, then Buffy's also a murderer because they've been murdering vampires. And then question number three: What's the most nineties thing you noticed? Uh, the mayor in the beginning reading the funnies in the newspaper. Oh Mine my was, god, that's very fair. Mine was Buffy checking the newspaper for yeah. the car crash. That was my backup. Uh, Ryan didn't notice anything. No, uh, no, I'm sitting there and I was like, honestly, I think the most 90s is Wesley being like, I need a point of contact for you <laughs> when you yeah. go out. That's a good one, too. Because yeah. literally, think of the last time you had to leave a number that wasn't your cell phone number. <laughs> Yeah. For someone to reach you. Like, it's been a while. Also, that's a stupid request on Wesley's part. It is. She's probably in a graveyard somewhere. What phone number is let she me get the leave? Well, let me get the phone booth down the block, dude. <laughs> to be fair, we know she has a pager. I mean, I guess she, she could have left him his pager. Her pager. Yeah. But, Fuck like, that's still a stupid request <laughs> on his part. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. That's the pop quiz. Fuck yeah, it is. So we're going to move on to character development. Characters. Our characters are... Faith, Buffy, Mr. Trick, the Mayor, Alan, Xander, Willow, Oz, Cordelia, Giles, Angel, Joyce. And our new characters are Wesley, Balthazar, and Vincent. Rest in peace, Vincent. <laughs> Rest in peace a lot of people. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Vincent, like Balthazar. Balthazar, and Alan are our deaths for the episode. Ugh. The only one I'd bring back is Alan. Yeah, I'm that's trying fair. to remember who Vincent was. He was the, the vampire that tried to kill the mayor. Vincent had honor. Oh, I missed that he got a name. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have name. anything to say on him other than the fact that they, <laughs> he, he got a name and he died. And yeah. he got to slice the mayor's head and he's the only guy that really has gotten to do it that we know of. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, Faith and Buffy are the obvious ones, right? Uh, Faith about. and Buffy and Wesley and Giles are the, 
the four I want to talk about the most. That's pretty fair. Rain out of everyone, who do you want to talk about the most? The mayor. The mayor definitely developed. Let's start there. He developed into an invulnerable person. Who, something. Because he was already a something, in my yeah. opinion. Because ever since we met him, I haven't had the real opinion that he's human, per se. I feel like he was human. I feel like he, he was. He sold his soul and then exactly. became not human. Exactly. I feel like he's not you, currently. I feel like you can sell your soul and still be human, as long as the soul is still inside see, you. See, now we're getting well, back to that earlier fucking conversation. We're not getting back to this. <laughs> we're not backtracking. <laughs> but... No, I think overall... That said, he is a politician, and that kind of run, rules him out. So. Yeah. As a human being? Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's a lizard person, at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you want to talk about him, other than the fact that he's now invulnerable? I and- think I'm very excited to see him continue to grow. I'm very curious what the dedication, besides giving him apparently the ability to not be harmed for the next hundred days, if that does anything else... I'm very curious what the ascension is. I'm curious if maybe somehow he can bring Alan back if he's all powerful like this or something. If well, he he's got to find Alan's body first. He's got to figure he out he's dead. Alan just disappeared yeah. because Faith dumped that body. Yeah, but he's not a stupid guy. And Mr. Trick certainly isn't a stupid guy either. So it's true. I think sooner or later, and it's not going to take him very long to pick up on something to lead them back to find out who did what with whom. So I'm kind of anticipating that. I think he's kind of building up to be one of my favorite villains, quote unquote, of this entire show so far. Mm-hmm. Cause like the master was, uh, yeah, yeah. Meh. you know, he had his part. Okay. But hear me out. The anointed one. <laughs> <laughs> remember the anointed one. <laughs> Does anyone remember the good old times? <laughs> Stosh was so amped for him and then he became such a disappointment. (laughs) Smack! (laughs) It's fine, it happens, I'm over it. (laughs) I just remember back to season one finale, you were like, well, the anointed one's definitely going to be the villain of season two. Or is the obvious choice for the villain of season two. (laughs) Well, he was. And I was like, oh yeah, he didn't die. He'll die soon. (laughs) Uh, We'll get to that. I can't be blamed for that assumption. <laughs> no, I. it was something I like about the show is like it was an easy thing to assume. And then the show turned that on its head. You were disappointed, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was like, here, this is what's going to happen. And it's like, eh, I got you. Just kidding. I like the mayor. Yeah. I like his like down to earth villainy. I think it's a lot of fun. Like we talked about him, like talking about which comic strips he likes in the newspaper on top of. Selling his soul. <laughs> I like I like the mix of those things. It, it just makes a lot of... It, it's fun. That's really all I have to say on it. He's an upbeat villain as opposed to the dark and ominous villain that we saw in The Master. Yeah. That yeah. we're very used to seeing in most things, I feel like. He's very charismatic in a sense of not like, I know how to talk to people, but more of like, I'm that guy you can just kind of casually hold a conversation with and that you wouldn't really suspect of anything. But little did you know... I probably sold my soul and have probably eaten some things and people that I probably shouldn't have. And I'm probably going to do something really bad here in the future. He's a mayor first and a villain second. There yeah, you which go. Which I think that's what I like about that's it. That's yeah. like I, I think a lot, actually, about the time when he's in the sewers. Yeah. And he's like, we need to get these pipes checked out. Yep. As he's like watching like a ritual sacrifice or whatever was going on in that scene. Mm-hmm. He's there for a city. He cares. He was, he's a fan of the... Boy Scouts of America, but he also wants to kill something, potentially. 
and eat Honestly, the boys. Honestly, we don't know what his plan is yet other than his ascension. So Right. He's a breath of fresh air after the personal angst of Evangelist. So that's very fair. I'm impressed that the show as a whole has the ability to like give us fresh new main villains that we aren't like getting tired of. That you we know? can enjoy. Stash, who do you want to talk about next? I mean, I feel like there is a lot to talk about with Faith, but also like nothing. Like we've gone over a lot. But... Like she's like was herself this episode. Then she killed a man. She has had such an interesting time on this show because mm-hmm. she, she came in on episode like three of the season and <laughs> she had to make like a splashy entrance. We talked about how she came across as a little bit narcissistic. She threatened Buffy's like dynamic with the group. And then Gwendolyn Post happened like immediately <laughs> after that, I feel like. Which was another hard yeah. hit. Where Buffy and Faith like ostracized themselves from each other and faith took a huge beating both physically and emotionally that episode and then you know we don't see her again until like amends i think is the next time we see her and buffy invites her to christmas and faith still got her walls up but she shows up to christmas honestly even in the christmas episode she and buffy had like a strained relationship and then Again, we don't see her for a little bit. And here we are now. And she and Buffy are finally meshing. And she kills somebody. Yeah. And I feel like that's huge. You know? And we haven't... She's she's clearly super freaked out by it. Based on the way we saw her react to Alan's body. And I think she's trying really hard to cope by... She, like, gets rid of the evidence. And she's like, it's done. It's over. I don't want to think about it anymore. It's, it's gone. Yeah, can't, can't which, have a problem if I can't see the problem. Mm-hmm. It feels very in line with her character. Like I think we could have assumed she would act that way, That's but fair. this episode acts as proof that she would. Yeah, and puts her in the situation where, like, we know. But I think you can tell that there's some trauma there deep down. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And she's really good at just building up those walls and just. I don't need to deal with this. Yeah, she right doesn't now. talk about her problems. She. She puts them in the vault and calls it good. And I think that you could shrug it off and just be like, "Well, that's faith," and <laughs> and kind of pin her as this two-dimensional character. But I think that that scene with Alan's body really shows the depth to Faith. And how... I agree. How much remorse she felt, really. Yeah, I think this would have been an entirely different episode if it didn't show her go back. Oh, yeah. And if the actress didn't do as good as she did showing the the fear she felt in the moment of killing the guy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think she carried a lot of that weight on her shoulders this episode, and it... It really told the story without them spoon feeding it to us that she really does care despite the end when she says she didn't. Right. And it's interesting to me because I think Buffy approached it in a situation of like, we need to deal with this. But Faith is like, we don't need to deal with this. I had to deal with it and I already did. For sure. Maybe that is why she did compartment compartmentalize everything as quickly as she did is because she's like cool I'm here alone I have to do something with the body I have to take care of this and she so, is really on her own too she really did and like Buffy like, 100% dipped on her like and she's a minor we already talked about the fact that we think she's younger than Buffy mm-hmm. because right. Buffy I think she had the 18th is she 16 I think she maybe or 17 now 
I, th- I thought. I can't remember, though. I, I don't know wrong. that they ever really give you her age. She definitely seems around the same age, but definitely a little bit younger. But she, like, she came after Buffy. Buffy, I almost, I would believe 16, because that's when a Slayer is called, I think, is usually, they're usually, like, 16 years old. Because I thought that's when Buffy started. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, but, that makes sense. Yeah, because they would obviously, the... The magic chooses young girls, so if Faith was the Slayer after Buffy, she would be younger than Buffy. It would make sense. But regardless, like she's living in a motel, she doesn't have her watch. She doesn't have a watcher. She doesn't have a parent. She doesn't have anything. So, well, and like even her like friends like are really Buffy's friends. It's yeah. not like she can take on all this emotional baggage and go to Willow with it the way Buffy could. Yeah, she has to find a way to deal with it on her own. Right which is what most Slayers have done. And again, that sets Buffy apart from other Slayers. Right. I feel like most Slayers have their Watchers, at least. So they have some connection. Yeah, and Faith doesn't even have that. Yeah, and I think I think um, Faith's relationship with a Watcher was damaged when she watched her Watcher die mm-hmm. but from Kikistos. Then Kikistos. She, yeah, then she got Giles, who favored Buffy over her obviously which i mean well and like the gwendolyn post trauma and yeah. i was gonna say and then gwendolyn post happened where she manipulated faith and used her oh, horrifically so you know she's got a lot of trauma there so and we talked oh. we talked about buffy's journey a lot but like i and i think that her wardrobe choice i didn't notice it but when you pointed it out mm-hmm. was so indicative of her entire process through this episode her emotions inside basically and like, like I said, I think she's coming back from helpless where she finally started to realize that like she liked being a slayer and wanted to embrace that part of her. But she was struggling to figure out how to embrace that part of her. And she watched Faith, who seems so carefree and so like projects the, the pride she has for yeah, her and job. The confidence. Almost. Yeah. So it was easy for Buffy to get swayed by that. But then when true danger happened she reverted to self and was like oh no wait this isn't actually okay yeah or yeah basically as soon as alan happened it was that reality click of oh this is the downside of the powers that i have Mm -hmm. got you it's not just as a slayer it's not just want take have as faith so wonderfully phrased it (laughs) so eloquent it's also this responsibility is there anyone else you want to talk about? Heck yeah, there is. I want to talk about Giles. Giles. Okay. So I think we've talked a lot about his snarkiness. <laughs> no, no. Well, yes. But we through the through the course of this show, we've seen how Buffy has been influenced by her friends and by Giles and how she's grown as a person. This episode has really highlighted how Buffy has caused Giles to grow as a person. Very fair. That's true. This episode, Wesley was Giles from season one, episode one, and Buffy was Buffy and Giles was like their hybrid metamorphosis (laughs) into like, you know, snarky British man, (laughs) like like with his his comment of if it's. For me to scrub those hard to reach areas, I'd like to request you kill me now. That was pure Buffy coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like all of the clips and all of the digs and everything was just Buffy's like flippant attitude that has rubbed off on him and has like it really showed their connection. 
And I think this was a really good episode for, for Wesley to come in because Giles and Buffy had this like breaking in Helpless. And with the reemergence of Wesley, who represented the council, they've refused their connection and, and kind of shown that they hashed out their issues off screen, basically. This was a huge episode for Giles for me. He definitely is overall grown in this season. He's definitely grown a little bit more for sure. And I feel like the moment they said you're fired and you're no longer needed, that was kind of like the other shoe drop for him. It was like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, and you also have to think about the fact that like we had it revealed to us that his father told him he was going, he was destined to be a watcher. When he when wanted he was to be like a, young, when yeah. he wanted like to be a young. fire pilot, so the the council like firing him caused this like you. It, it, I think it could have gone two ways. It could have created this huge identity crisis, mm-hmm. but I think instead it almost freed him to be more relaxed because we we've, we've seen Ripper, you know, mm-hmm. his teenage alter ego. So he's an adult now, so he's still more mature. But we see a little bit of that coming back in his attitude and his like he wasn't wearing a jacket this episode. Yeah. He was wearing a, a button up shirt with the suspenders and the tie and stuff. But if you see him standing side by side with Wesley, Wesley was like completely in his suited up suit and everything. Very <laughs> and nice. Giles was super like casual hot librarian. <laughs> right. My name is Giles. <laughs> like like. David Boreanaz was my first crush and Angel will always be like my heart. But as an adult, you take that Dean. Well, okay. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously I love my husband and I would never cheat on him. Even if Angel came to life, except for in that alternate universe where Angel came to life. <laughs> no, even then I love being married to Dean. Like I can't, this is this episode. This podcast is not about my love life. <laughs> Except for Angel's involved. Whatever. Everyone loves Angel. Even you <laughs> were a little attracted to him when he came in and said his name is Angel. Maybe okay. A little pre-cum came out, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, like we're not we're not judging here. <laughs> but Giles is hot. I don't know. That's where I was going with that. And he's only getting hot, hotter as the show continues. As an adult woman, I can appreciate Anthony Stewart Head for the man that he is. That's very fair. That's a good statement right there. I'm not alone. I know that I'm not alone, but I'm going to talk about it. So. Plus, Head is a pretty sexy last name. (laughs) Sure. Sure. (laughs) I felt bad for Willow this episode. For the one scene where you had to feel bad for her for? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Two, really, because she gets ditched during her well trying to help her study off screen thing yeah Yeah. she does pointedly talk about how buffy ditched her and didn't come over to study for the chemistry exam and buffy was like oh my bad anyways about me and faith yeah and i i think you could already see the tension starting with willow there yeah but then on top of that like the complete and utter rejection willow's feeling at a time when like willow should be like at an all-time high because all of her academic success is finally paying off for her she's even and doing she's well really figuring out her extracurriculars too yeah, yeah. And she's super proud of her like witch stuff and all of this like she should be in such a good place and she's like missing her best friend and losing her best friend at a point where it's like crucial that she have that to touch on that she's even like expressing to her and giving her something that she made that she feels is special and unique to her. 
and is like, I want to share this with you. It's a protection spell. And it's a it's it's a protection spell. Yeah. Wiccans don't just make those willy nilly and just give them out to, you know, random people like you made that with intent. Yeah. The things you create are with intent. And she made that specifically for her, like and adding the lavender for a little touch to make sure it wouldn't bother her. And, you know, you know, he he and trying to have fun with her and like, okay, cool. What are we going to do? And it's just like, no, you're you're staying here. Right. And it's just smack down after smack down after yeah. smack down. Despite the fact that you normally come with us every time, there's no reason this is more dangerous. Right. Like you've, you've put yourself in danger many times, even recent episodes when we were dogging on Xander for being the low man of the group because he couldn't do anything like even Willow was doing something. And now all of a sudden it's like, now you can't let me come with. Yeah. What? Right. I'm, Alan, he dead. Alan is dead. Balthazar's dead. Vincent's dead. I already said it, but I love seeing the Zandelia interactions. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. back to normal, just asshole dude. Yeah. They're so fun. I love oh, them. That's great. The quips are amazing. I love them together, but I love them apart, too. I, I love them together apart. I love them <laughs> apart more than I love them together. We, you already talked about the fact that you kind of felt bad for Wesley. Many times I brought it up, yes. Yeah, I still don't feel bad. And you don't care for him at all. <laughs> it's not that I don't care for him. It's just I can see the snark. And it's like, you stay here for a while and you actually try to participate and help, then I'll care. But you just coming off like you get to bark everyone around and, well, I'm the watcher, so you get to do what I tell you to. No, that's not how it works. You're obviously a new a novice at this. Step it down a notch. It's just fun for me because Giles did the same thing to Buffy in episode one. He did. And Buffy was and like, like, that's it. not how that's going to happen. And I didn't like Giles very much at the beginning either. Ooh, yeah. I didn't know that. At the very, very guess, beginning, he makes it hard to like him. For what it's worth, I'm not sure I liked him very much at the beginning either. I believe... I think if you go back, I was really lukewarm on him. him. Yeah, because you were all hyped when he showed up. And I was like, I don't get why you're so hyped for this guy. (laughs) And then it it was probably late season one, early season two, where I was like, I kind of see why you like this guy so much. He starts coming out of his shell with... uh, Miss Calendar? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Jenny! (laughs) Jenny! Uh, to be fair, though, Stosh, you liked Xander in that first episode, so I didn't yeah, put a lot of I, stock in your opinion. For what it's worth, I lost my like for Xander pretty quickly. <laughs> Immediately. It, he makes a really good job of getting rid of that pretty quick for but I did men like and women. One. Yeah. When he had stoner vibes. Yeah. I'm just saying, the, the point is I didn't really like Giles that much for a while. Yeah. Do you like Wesley more than you liked Giles, or do you think that it's kind of even? It's the same, probably. The problem is that he's getting so much more shit than Giles got in the beginning. Because it's not just Buffy, it's It's, Buffy and Giles giving him shit. And Faith, really. Oh, yeah, that's fair. So, like, like my guilt level for him is higher than it was for Giles. So That's fair. We didn't even get to see Willow and Xander react to it. I mean, Willow kind of, because Willow knew about him before... Buffy did. Right. But that's really it. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. So like, I feel bad for him. I wouldn't say I like him, but I just was like, oh, poor guy. Like that, yeah. that's a shitty situation to be in. And I, I would not want to be in it. So yeah. that's very fair. So who's your Xander for the episode? I'm going to give mine to Faith. Ooh. Oh, whoa. Not what I expected. Yeah. From you, it's surprising because yeah. Faith has been your Herbert in so many episodes and I know. we watched you actively fall in love with her this episode. Yeah, facts. <laughs> but, She's the best. 
But also, she was the worst this episode. <laughs> she was the worst. She, I also... She, she killed a guy, and she reacted to it very poorly, and, like, it was a very high-stress situation. Yeah. The whole, like, last part. And I stand by it not being her fault, but it's still, like, really bad. She did not handle that well. So I... She gets my Xander. Oof. All right. I mean... I'm going to have to go with Balthazar, actually. Okay. Yeah. We don't usually give it to the villain. Exactly. But. And that's why, kind of one of the reasons, um, mostly because I feel like he wasn't very influential. I don't think he was very well thought out. He was just a villain. Yeah. Yeah, That kind of served his purpose for the time being. And like, I think he was very funny to poke fun at. And that was mostly it. I feel like he was comedic. I feel like he's a weak character, a weak villain. And he just didn't bring a whole lot to the plot or anything else. It was literally he was here for the episode and now he's gone. And okay. There's there's a lot of one time villains from episodes that I really do like and that are just like, OK, cool. I can get behind that. But he was just he was just kind of mad for you. Yeah, that's fair. Very lackluster. Jess, what about Jess? Who's yours? Ooh, she's got a face. <laughs> I don't know. What so I almost gave it to Faith also Ooh. but mm? i think i'm gonna give it to buffy <gasps> she was my runner-up Ooh, i have a hard time because i never want to give it to buffy i feel like i have in the past but i never want to she'd kind of deserve it but this episode i think she was so self-involved that she hurt willow and also, she, she was fucking obnoxious during that test scene. Yeah, that was yeah. like that test scene really. That was obnoxious during the test scene. She was she was insensitive to Willow. She was insensitive to Angel, in my opinion, when they're in the club because she's like mm-hmm. all over him, and he's clearly not about it, and she's not understanding that. Like, if the roles were reversed and it was a man being all up on a woman like that, no one would be cool with that. Scene. Right? No, absolutely agreed. So, yeah, I gotta give it and. I don't, and like you, I don't like the way she treated Wesley. Like, I understand her being resentful of the fact that he had to show up, but she didn't give him any sort of, like, chance or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was just like, is he evil? Can we kill him? In front of him to Giles, like, he wasn't even there. Like, I was judging someone in yeah. front of their face. Kind yeah. of was a crappy thing to do. She said yeah. a lot of mean shit to him this super, episode, super, too. She channeled her inner Cordelia, and I wasn't about it. And then she channeled the faith, and that was really not a good mix of the yeah. two. Yeah. It's probably good that Cordelia and Faith aren't buddy buddy. Probably, yeah. They'd be a really awful cheerleading group. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your Herbert? I'm gonna let Stosh go first. Oh, it's Faith. <laughs> She's both. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you said it. I'm in love with her. <laughs> Fuck it. She gets both. It's, That's fine. She's, she fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. I'm, no explanation needed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Joyce. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. And I say that because she, she had was a, almost my default Xander. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> she, she, she had a very positive enforcement this episode. It was very light, but out of like the list, and I didn't want to choose the same characters that I figured you guys were gonna choose as part sure, of it. Sure. But like part of it was like her coming in, adding a slight comic relief, trying to lighten up and get Buffy talk a little bit and you know, are you okay? Hey, let's make some waffles. Her mom logic joke. You know, she was trying to get Buffy to smile. You can tell she was trying to connect with her. Yeah. And Buffy genuinely needed that then. She even kind of backs herself up and she's like, hey, 
if if you want waffles though, I can help you make those. Like she did it very like disinterestedly. So again, Buffy, but you you could great. tell her mind was definitely somewhere else. So <laughs> you know, just like hey, are those cops in the newspaper? Oh God, are we in the newspaper? Like her mind was for sure somewhere else. But yeah. the fact that she you know, t- stopped for a second was like, but if you want to do that, we can do that, Mom. But the fact that Joyce was trying to be that lighthearted person and sure. be the mom this scene sure. as opposed to some episodes where it's definitely not that vibe <laughs> where it's I'm the mother <laughs> it's like oh there's another word after that <laughs> I will say I really liked that she was like I know you got Slayer stuff going on I'm just I'm gonna step back from that you take care of that I'm just gonna be your mom here at home yeah. exactly so I I think there's some respect to that decision for sure yeah she she gave some reassurance that hey I'm right here for you you know, your your Slayer life is over here and I'm here for you when you need me kind of thing. Yeah. So she is my Herbert this episode. Jess, who's your Herbert? So I had a hard time with this one. This one was this one was very difficult for me because I wanted to give it to Angel. Okay. Purely for the his name is Angel moment, because that was I the mean, best moment <laughs> of the episode for me ever. <laughs> I always want to kind of default it to Oz because Oz is always like quippy and like everything he says I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. He only had one line this episode. Yeah, he wasn't in the episode like, enough for me to give two? it to him. Yeah, I don't know. And then I wanted to do what we've done in the past where I give it to a duo and give it to Giles and Wesley because their interactions <laughs> with each other was just so beautiful for right. me. But I am going to give it to Giles because. Of the two, Giles was just so enjoyable as a character. I get it. And it was so fun to see him be Buffy. <laughs> and like not give a shit about anything. Yeah. He doesn't have to anymore. Yeah. yeah. And it's above my pay grade and I'm not being paid anymore. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sure, it was really good. I'm a sure, librarian. See how you handle Buffy. See how you can deal with this. You guys want to judge me for how I handled everything? Good Go luck for to it. you. Yeah, Go for, sure. for it, bud. So, yeah, it was Giles in the end. I get it. Got to give it to the sexy librarian. Oh, yeah. If I'm not giving it to the sexy vampire, you know? Yeah. If this were Baldur's Gate, I would have a very hard time not romancing both. <laughs> Got to have two playthroughs for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, now we're on to analysis. Mm hmm. What do you got, Stosh? I had a hard time with this one. I just don't feel like there was a good lesson in this episode, personally. You might feel differently, but. I like, don't. You don't? No. Okay. I had a hard time. I, with like, it too. So the thing I came away with was like, don't be impulsive or be yourself. But I don't think there was a good message in the episode to send that lesson home right i would almost say that it's like be cautious in how you let others influence you yeah because that was i think buffy's whole arc overall was she was letting faith influence her to the point where she became so self-involved that she missed the signs from other people right you know so i think that would have been a better message if buffy had killed alan that's true too like if she had gotten so caught up in like the influence Faith was having over her that it drove her over the edge and she did something terrible. I mean, she's but, an accessory, so it's, yeah, it's but, true. Like, who cares? <laughs> oh well, gosh. no one knows about him anyway, so. Yeah. Who's Alan? The thing is, Faith's friends with Pamela Pumpkin. <laughs> and Kathy, the comic strip. <laughs> I just, 
I'm sorry. Real quick. Every time I thought about the name Alan, I would just hear, I'm Pamela Pumpkin, and you're about to do Pamela Pumpkin's Halloween workout. This is Alan. <laughs> this is Alan. <laughs> so, analysis. Yeah, the point just is really that it feels like the lesson was just don't be faith. <laughs> but Even to faith. Don't yeah, be faith. Like, that's like a shitty lesson. So Especially because you're in love with her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that was really the only, like, negative connotation to it, other than Buffy was acting like kind of a bitch to her friends. Yeah. But there was no fallout from that, so it's a shitty lesson if that's what they were going for. Yeah. And then, the like, the other thing is, don't be, like, faith, but in a more objective way, in the sense of be more, like, cautious, but, like, that's still a shitty lesson, and it didn't really, the the text doesn't really support it, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, do you have anything else, either of you? I think the best way I can summarize it would be be patient because faith is not, but be courageous and be yourself because that's where Buffy was failing. I feel like. Yeah. So be yourself, but don't force someone else to be in a sense. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of it was faith kind of egging Buffy on and like, yeah. and like shaming her almost for being cautious and wanting to have a plan and things like that. So and it, it started out with Buffy trying to push her to be more like her, like, Hey, hold on. Whoa, stop. Let's, let's make a plan real quick. Please stop. Hold on. Wait. And like trying to get her to like hold back while faith was running in head first and being like, well, you have to catch up with me. It's a huge I- contrast to Buffy and Kendra. Mm-hmm. It is because Kendra was Shoot. the one who was like, "We should go back to our watcher and get our orders." And Buffy was like, "I don't take orders. I do what I what needs to get done." Yeah, it shows how much Buffy has grown even since then. Well, Buffy's not going back to the watcher to get orders, but she's like, "Let's take a step back and make a plan." Because they, we need they, something. Like, I don't make a plan. <laughs> well, and she like listens to Giles out of respect. Right? Yeah, it's not that. He's her watcher, so she has to listen to him. She respects him. He's earned it. He's earned it by also going into the field with her, Mm -hmm. which is where I think a lot of the like Wesley being like, I've killed two vampires in a controlled environment (laughs) was like, Buffy's not going to respect this guy. at No, exactly. So I still have a problem with that lesson. And that's just that (laughs) once again, there was no fallout from that being the present. Um, There's no real structure. Yeah. For lesson. I feel like this one. Yeah. It's pretty loose. Yeah. Don't like, stab people. It was people? a fun story, but the, yeah, sure. <laughs> if you have a hot take analysis that you think we're missing, please send us an email or a message. So, any final thoughts? Just what I just said. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have any real final thoughts. Do you think next episode that Buffy is going to give Wesley a better chance? No. Do you think Wesley will come back? Yes. <laughs> Ooh. All right, I got a, I got a prediction qu- question for you. How long do you think Wesley will be here? I was actually wondering about that as we've been talking. I don't think he's going to last through the season. You don't? No. That's fair. We're on episode 14. There's only 22. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. You think he's going to dip out in a couple episodes? Yeah. I yeah, mean, I this race is probably going to be pushed out. <laughs> it's going to get pushed out or he's going to die. Yeah. Do you or, think he's going to leave, get pushed out, or die? Or his kneecaps are going to be taken. <laughs> I think he's going to leave. What's our Thursday debate? Our Thursday debate for the episode is on gingerbread. And the question was, best duo of the episode. The options were Xander and Oz, Giles and Cordelia, <laughs> Buffy's mom and Willow's mom, or Buffy and Angel. 
Giles and Cordelia is the correct answer. I don't know. I was what. gonna say it was like you think it's Giles I, and Cordelia <laughs> also, and just like based off their previous history and how they talk to each other, like it was, it's just golden from the start. Xander Nas got zero votes. Ooh, ouch. Buffy's mom and Willow's mom got zero votes. Ooh, I mean they were bitches. They deserve zero. They votes. were bitches. Buffy and Angel got forty three percent. I like where this is going. And Giles and Cordelia were 57%. We're victorious. Did we get any emails or messages? We did not. Crazy. That's okay, because you guys can send us some. True. You can do that at jimscancelledpod at gmail.com. Or you could do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at jimcancelledpod. Rain, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, if you guys have uh, an Instagram and would like to support my photography uh, hobby, I would absolutely love for you to stop by at The Rain Works. That's the R-A-Y-N-E Works on Instagram. All one word? All one word. Yes. You can find me on Instagram at tiaras.and.books where I talk about all things bookish. Or you can find me at our socials because I'll be the one reaching back out. Stosh, where can people find you? They can do it on Twitter or Instagram at Nisnar, N-I-S-S-N-A-U-R. Especially if they're like Faith. Yeah. And our next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Our next episode we will be covering is season three, episode 15, Consequences. Ooh. Stosh, any predictions? I think maybe someone's going to be facing some consequences. <gasps> what gave it away? Probably Faith and the murder <laughs> she committed today. Say, anybody in particular? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a pretty strong suspicion with this one. Well. That's nice to have a real prediction, especially a super easy one. Yeah. So well, I guess I got another one One more question for Stop. Sure. sure. Do you think that if the mayor learns who killed Alan, he will want revenge? Do you think he cares enough? Mm, no no based based on what i've seen so far no i would agree with that answer i do you think the mayor's gonna find out who killed alan or do you think alan's just gonna disappear and not be a problem uh i i don't think he'll come up really a lot based on trying not to read too much into these questions at least i don't think he would come up a lot other than like faith dealing with the fact that she killed someone if it helps i don't remember the next episode literally that's fine literally same they're open questions. I don't know. I don't fair. think he's. I don't think Alan as a person is going to have a lot of consequences. I think what Faith did to him will. That's that fair. like for her mental health. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the, like her friends, maybe. Yeah. Like I'm sure Buffy's going to see her in a different light now. I think. Well, we will see if any of your predictions are true. But until then, stay sunny, Slayers. One of the vampires had some swords and Buffy turned to pick it up and it had dis- <laughs> 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 <laughs>